Uh, very good, very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am doing the robot. Very good, very good. Well, welcome back, boys. Here we are. How are you, lads? Yeah, good, good. Just ready to chat. General chit chat. There's a lot going on in the world. So yeah, we thought we'll we might chat, you know. How was that? We we're just chatting about before the old uh, RFK Rogan podcast. Yeah. Yep. That was very interesting, that one. It sure was. It was three hours of just like rapid fire information, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. The beauty of it is um, uh, Rogan gives him that platform. You know, like um, a lot of other platforms that RFK goes on restricts him a little bit. Uh, time wise but this is like three hours full of, of letting him just yeah. speak he just he gets so censored most that's times. the great thing about those long form podcasts is you can you can express your ideas you know like they get Jordan Peterson on and they take two or three grabs off him and he, he if you take the 10 seconds that the news put on about him you know oh you could think he's misogynist or he's racist or whatever it might be but when he long forms it out and he's got two hours to to talk about it, you know, he's uh, he sounds good. Yeah, I think the other thing about uh, Rogan as well is like he's not going to get censored. Like he's so big on Spotify, he's got the biggest platform in the world that he can more or less say whatever he wants and he's not going to get cancelled. He's too big. Yeah. yeah. Or it seems like it anyway. And good on um, Spotify for uh, not taking down that episode or, or for the you know, allowing it to air because uh, I listened to uh, Tucker Carlson now on his Twitter thing and he went through the whole um, sort of uh, after effects of that that Rogan RFK discussion and there's some extreme right lefties journos that have just like got on there and slanted it and just like, written pieces in whatever articles about how how misinformation it is and disinformation. And I just, I hate those two words. But anyway, they've just gone on an absolute rant about it and contacted Spotify themselves as well to force them to take it down. And right. kudos to Spotify for sticking with it. I mean, it, you know, how far does this go, this whole freedom of speech denier, denialist uh, idealism that, you know, you, you're not going to be able to say anything, or it's just only just the, the narrative that's going to be heard. You know, you, you're going to hear both sides of a story, don't you? Yeah. Well, that that yep. the government trying to bring in misinformation, a misinformation act. Yeah. Who who are they to say what's misinformation? That's you right. Know, if you if you get censored for something you don't say, one of the we've we've recently been censored about something we said about on on YouTube. You know, like, well, prove that it, we're not right. You know, prove it. Yeah. Well, we can't have that debate because you're telling me I'm, I'm wrong. Yeah. And I can't try and explain to you why I'm right. Or if there's any middle ground. You, you're just told that's it. That's misinformation. You're wrong. Okay. Yeah. It's a bit rough. Yeah. But then, then the government's got a law to say what is and isn't. I think society absolute truth. I think society has just too eagerly adopted these terms of misinformation or disinformation, and I don't really understand the meaning of it, because someone's information or opinion could be different to someone else's. It doesn't mean it's mis or dis. You know, no. it's it's their information or it's their opinion. It it doesn't have to be categorised into a misinformation. Mm. It, it's funny, isn't it? There's there's so many different religions and different sects and different. You've got the Uniting Church, you've got the Catholic Church. They all kind of believe in the same thing. But is one right, is one wrong? Well, they're all wrong. 
but yeah, you know, you know what I mean. That's fine. You can have differing opinions there. Yeah. In and in beliefs and things, but in the science world, no, no, no. We are. This is how it is. You well, know. Well, there's no debate anymore, is there? No. Like, like we used to, we used to debate shit if it was up for contest, like you know whether or not this is true. We used to sit down and have a debate, or scientists would debate by uh, like reviewing each other's papers, or you know there would be some format where they would debate, whether it's verbal or written or otherwise. But there's no debate now. It's just like there's supposedly someone who is like the the holder of truth, and then if your truth doesn't line up with them, then you're just cooked. Yeah. yeah. But the good thing about RFK is he's a lawyer. Yeah. And in everything he does, he's so meticulously meticulously researched. Yeah. Um, like you said, he wrote this uh, real Anthony Fauci book. He hasn't been sued. So that yeah. must mean that everything he's written is true because, I mean, he's very well referenced. Yep. He understands very well how the legal system works, what you can and can't say, and he understands like, the burden of proof. Mm. So it's like, well, you're saying that it's all misinformation. He's sitting here saying, well, I'm a lawyer and I've got thousands of references for my book and everything I do is will stand up in court. So to me, that makes it true. Yeah. Like well, if you can't be if sued, he's saying this will stand up in court, and if <laughs> yeah. I take this to court, it will win. Doesn't yeah. that mean it's true? Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah, it's interesting. And and, when, and those people that do argue against him, he'll he'll say, okay, well, show me the evidence or prove it to me. Yeah, and they can't. Yeah. So I think he sued um, uh, HSS or somewhere, some health service in the US, uh, because um, he asked for uh, some specific vaccine uh, efficacy or safety. Um, uh, what do you call them? Um, you know, and they test it. The, the clinical trial. Clinical trial. And they said, oh, we'll get back to you. Uh, and after toing and froing for a year, they never uh, got back to him. Yeah. So he and Aaron, Aaron Siri uh, took him to court and sued them. And yep. um, they admitted at court that there was no safety um, there was no ple- clinical trial. no pre-clinical safety trials for any vaccine ever used in America. Exactly. That's fucking hectic, hey? Like, Isn't you it? hear that. And, if, like, even if you're flying the most heavy pro-vax flag ever... There must be a little chink in your armor where you go, ooh. Yeah. What now? And that's that's what I don't believe people don't pick Say up what? on. Like that that's a quite a crazy fact. Mm. But is that misinformation? Uh, you know? And this yeah. guy this guy that um come up about um uh Debating RFK, what's his oh, name? Peter Hotez. Peter Hotez. So yeah. I think Rogan chucked down the first hundred thousand. Now it's up to three million dollars. Mm. Uh, the donations to get this uh, debate going, and he still refuses to debate to debate RFK. Mm. The, the, the money is going to go to charity. So even as a charitable person, wouldn't you go? Okay, look, I'll take it on for the purposes of, of, of charity, and I'll see how it go. Mm. But and he's w- so f- he's so fearful that his his integrity and his professionalism or whatever he stands for is going to be exposed that he won't do it. Mm. I reckon it's weak as piss. Well, yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't you wouldn't you be willing to debate someone if you know you're right? Yeah, you and if you're, I mean? so yeah. if you're so strongly, so strongly, even believe, if you don't know, but you really believe it, yeah, you give, you give it a crack, yeah. You know, if someone comes up and you believe the earth is a ball and they're a flat earther, you'd be like, I'll fucking debate you. I got you. I yeah. got you on this, Come motherfucker. On. Like, you'd have Take that belief. On. You'd be like, yep, we're it's doing like, this. It's like taking on a bet, isn't it? You yeah. don't bet. You don't bet someone unless you think you know. I'll, yeah. I'll take that hundred buck bet because yeah. I know I'm getting that hundred bucks. Like there's no certainties in life, but you do feel relatively certain about some things. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's his livelihood and his job. I mean, that's cool, but- Back yourself in, yeah, and that's what RFK is doing. He's like, "Well, bring it on, man. Let's let's have a debate. Let's let's talk this science." And Hotez has the popular narrative. 
Well, yeah, he like, does. RFK yeah. has the work to do really yeah. to well, uh, convince people because he's right. not really coming from a place of strength and a place of public opinion. He's coming from the opposite where all he really has is uh, science and facts to debate. Yeah. But then they're like, yeah. This hotel's guy, he... Um, he he's related uh, anti-vax to white supremacy and shit oh, and like Nazism. Yeah. You know, this, this is <laughs> these sort of things that they grab onto to, to, to like they grab onto labels. They grab mm. onto labels to 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 dequalify someone's um, stance. You know, it's just that to me just shows a weakness yeah. in their argument that they've got to create a label for you. Mm. Yeah, I, I tell you what, RFK does really well is he um, like lays out the story of things from start to finish. Like he's very well researched in like the, the chronology of how stuff's happened. Yeah. So he can go right back. I'm not just talking about vaccines, but any topic that he wants to talk about, whether it's like an environmental thing or like the capture of different agencies or the rise of pesticides or whatever, he's very good at, he understands the whole story. He's not taking like one little snippet and going, oh yeah, uh, Monsanto brought in um, Roundup and it's really bad. He can go right back and talk about like all the previous stuff they used to use and then how one legislative change led to something else and then how one company's pursuit of something did this. And like he's a very good, well, I find, he's a very good storyteller where like if you really listen to what he's saying, he really lays out an entire timeline of how stuff's happened and how little incremental changes along the way have like paved the way for companies or corporations to do different things. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's I, I find him fascinating. Like it's it's hard to not for me. I, I agree with almost everything he says, but it's hard yeah. for me not to. Um, even if I didn't, at least be compelled to go back and look at what he's saying. Yeah, because it's such a credible. I find him to be a credible person. I don't find him to be like a crackpot where he's uh. Well, he makes sense talking about just, nanobots going in your brain and self-assembling yeah. particles and stuff, and you go, "Come on, mate." Well, he, he's literally saying this science journal, journal this article. This legislation, this happened on this date, this act, and you're going, oh fuck, that's really hard to, yeah, at least not look at and go, maybe it's credible. And that's and like you say, that's that's why he's so good. He yep. goes back and he explains it all, and he's got his he's got his references off the top of his head, probably. Yeah, he's very oh, smart. Mate, yeah. You know, and they super and switched. Getting back to those long form podcasts and Rogan allowing him to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, he gets on a morning show for two minutes and he's got to get his point across. And his point is uh, Big Pharma, whatever it is. Yep. In two minutes, it's hard to do unless you've got that backstory. And I think that's great that – I think he mentioned it on the Rogan podcast and saying, thank you for this ability to do this because yeah. I can explain it. And and then he sort of went through how many followers Rogan's got and how many followers – whatever it was CNN I've got yeah. he's sort of he was almost saying to Rogan you're helping you're helping influence elections and you know yep. those kind of things so yeah I, just, I guess uh, I'd recommend is. anyone having a look on YouTube uh, RFK's recent I think it's a presidential speech or something uh, mm. if you look at for the he's standing uh, in front foreign, of foreign mm. policy address to uh, the Democratic Party, I think it is foreign yeah. pa foreign policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he talks about um, how America has got to how it is now through just this uh, this war machine that they constantly have to have a threat or an enemy or the whole concept of allies and us versus them. Mm. They've now um, distanced and distanced themselves from other countries and nations because of their sort of overreaching warmongering sort of mentality forever wars i think forever wars always being in a war always being always in a war being a bully 
Yeah, and what I found really interesting was his um, how he connected that or related it to the American public themselves. So they've become worn down by this whole mentality, their whole their Tribalism, ho- their, their yeah their whole spiritual spirituality has been affected by this war mentality that you know they're they're they're, they're most mentally and physically unhealthy than they've been in generations. You know their yeah. their water, their land, their air is polluted. Um, their minds and hearts have been polluted. Mm. You know, they, they constantly think they have to be at war with someone. And there's always an us versus them. Yeah, Whether that must grind you down. Left. It must grind you down vax, over time. anti-vax, that kind of thing. Yeah. He's, uh, we've, we've developed this. Just a polarised community. Polarised community. And he like, seems there's no middle thing. It's like you're yeah. on one end of the seesaw or the other. It's like their politics, left yeah. and right. There's not a really good, strong middle. Yeah. You know, well, the left is super good... left and the right are pretty far right. Yeah. You know, fuck, if someone just had a centrist party, yeah, but that's what, probably do you know, well. you know, but that was what um, Nader was, Ralph mm. Nader was back in the 90s. I think he yep. was actually winning, winning the, yep. you know, whatever it is, what do they call it? The, the um, public uh, opinion vote. Yeah. At the, and then he pulled out and <laughs> Bush got in. and so Maybe, I maybe think, some men in uh, dark suits came and had a chat with him one night. Yeah. Well, this is kind of what RFK is, isn't it? He's kind of like that middle ground of... You know, a voice of reason. That that foreign policy speech, I got tingles a couple of oh, times. Man, I, they even brought tears to me. I was yeah. listening to it. You know, yeah. it's just it's just such a, a pro humanity uh, speech. Yeah. And if you if you didn't if that didn't resonate with you as a human being, that speech, I don't know there's something wrong with you. It just yeah. I found it very inspirational. And, and if he's that sort of leader, that, that's that's what a leader to me is. Yeah. You know, and I, I guess uh, during these times, we've got to find our own leadership within ourselves and I think that was uh, one of the th- last lines on that movie we watched uh, Plandemic 3 um, one of the last lines at the end there ha- has the writing at the end and it says um, don't don't look for leaders to lead you be a leader in yourself in this mm-hmm. movement against you know tyrannical governments and anarchy or whatever it is you know just be a leader within yourself, and if we are all leaders within ourselves, living, living, and leading a healthy spiritual life, then we're all doing it together. Yeah, I like those memes. Speaking of healthy, living a healthy life, I like the memes that have got RFK. Because you know, did you see him do those push-ups recently? Mate, with his he shirt is jacked for He's fucking healthy. Wow. He? He's jacked, man. Yeah, but like, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's uh, the yeah. USA need a leader like that. Yeah, someone strong. Do, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe that's his problem because he's physically, obviously, very fit. Mentally, he's very competent. Yeah, he's got some actual strong ideas. Like maybe that's his downfall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you put him next to Biden, who's yeah. tripping over and stumbling his words, riding bikes and, into crowds and falling off yeah. and falling or, upstairs, and or next to Trump, who's this getting his son's comical name wrong. cartoon character, yeah. you know, with his hair and his, you know, I mean, I don't want to make. F- poke fun at anyone from how they look but you know and some of the stuff he says is obviously a bit out there but you know rfk seems to be a middle ground of you know can bring everyone together i I, I just in in some i don't know if he do you think he do you think he pulls on his um uncle a bit not really no no that's just his story he's got a very I mean, their well, family true. story. That is that's true. That's a fucking hectic story. You know, yeah. your uncle assassinated, your yeah. father assassinated. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I mean, I was thinking he he did reference it a lot, and yeah, you're right. It is his story. You can't deny his father was and uncle were assassinated. Mm. One of them was the, the sitting president at the time. 
and one was go- very close to going to be the next president. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. I think oh, it's also shaped who he is. Oh, no, no like doubt. Like you hear yeah. stories about him, uh, like his father making him read all these different books that had like all these you know, moralistic stories and he yeah. speaks about having political debates at the dinner table every night when him and his extended family would sit down. Yeah. I think back to my childhood, I'm eating Cocoa Pops and watching bloody Transformers on TV, you know, like it's just, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, had a different, different upbringing. Yeah. It's, it's like he's been moulded to be who he is yeah. from like a very young age. And I don't know about you guys' upbringing and I'm not picking on my family upbringing. I had a great time as a kid. Me too. I had really good parents, really loving yeah. family, all that stuff. But we weren't um, getting into the nitty gritty of, uh, you know, like international politics and, no. you know, reading the... Having Russian spies come to your house. Reading the and hundred, uh, you. you know, most influential books and all that sort of shit. Yeah. I was just fucking having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that was his family environment. Yeah. yeah. And what I love about the way he speaks is he's very much connected to the environment and he believes that our society has become disconnected with it yeah. and that's one of our um we always talk about that you know modern ancestral man yeah. connection with the environment and i think he he advocates society getting back to that getting yeah. back to nature and getting back to us as a part of it yeah not separate from it yeah. i think he did reference also at one point one of the things i was listening to about ancestral man and having a i think he said even a strong male leader in your in your tribe being you know the big probably the the large physical presence there's no doubt that males are bigger than females you know and having the physical presence maybe maybe some females are smarter than men but you know having that strong male leadership back in ancestral times would have been what made your tribe flourish yeah. against others. He might be a listener of the show, I'm not sure. I think he is. He might have been referencing us. I did get um, I did get that email from RFK Junior at yeah, yeah. Gmail. <laughs> Listen, mate, stop pestering us, all right? You can come on our show if you want, mate. We've got Look, a busy lineup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope he I hope he does all right. I hope he gets through um, alive and um, <laughs> and, and does well in the voting, yeah. you know. Because he, he did also mention that he he's not taking any money from any lobbyists or big farmer or big ag, all of those, mm. which is a problem for his campaigning. I think he's got four million. Mm. Other other dudes are getting twenty million donations. But that's that's why he's going around and speaking his ass off. He's ground, traveling around yeah. and he's doing Grassroots. shows, meeting people, and that's that's old school politics. Yeah. Yeah. Before politicians were influenced by lobbyists and. But he need, he still needs that money to get around. He's got to fly around. He's got to drive. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mm. Yeah. Um, so four mil, it's a lot of money. Mm. It sounds like a lot of money, it's but not, it's yeah. not in in the scheme of things. And I think he was talking about. I think he's got some merch. If you're an RFK mm. fan, oh you yeah, get on. I was going to buy a t-shirt. I think. What is that on a, a site other than the Children's Health Defence site, or can you go through that? Yeah, I know? think it's like RFK.com or something. Um, I yeah, right. F- I could find it and let you know what it is. But I had a look yesterday. Twenty twenty three American dollars for a shirt. It goes to his campaign, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, he's got also on mugs and. Sounds crazy as an Australian person, but I would actually. 
donate to him. And well, I'm thinking about I'll, it too. I'll, I probably will because I don't hold out much hope that he will be yeah. elected the next US president. But even nah. if he runs a strong race and yeah. he gets his message out there to a few more people during the presidential race, I mean, I hope he gets elected, but I don't mm. think he will. Yeah. Um, is that belief, Smithy, um, and this is the argument that I've been rolling around in my mind as well, that he won't get elected because either A, the US um, citizens won't uh, vote for him, or B, because the election is controlled anyway by the deep state and that uh, they pull the strings on who gets elected anyway. As, I mean, Biden... I mean, Biden got in there with what was it the 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 highest amount of votes mm. ever that he and he even succeeded was it Trump who won with eighty million or something, something like yeah. that? So Trump won with this amount of votes, but but Biden got yeah. I don't know I can't I can't remember the actual um, figures behind it. I mean, their system is different, isn't it? If you win the state, you win that. So you might yeah, not but they've have got that electoral college where it breaks up yeah, the, yeah, the weight right. of different areas. Yeah, they got like what is it like two or three hundred different areas that all come together and they make up. So like some states will have uh, I don't know four electoral college seats and some will have you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then that region that you're in forms part of that. Because remember Trump was bagging that out as being like a disadvantage for him. Yeah, the, yeah. The, uh, in the one that he won, and then well, it actually turned because out then to there's be the electoral saved him. Yeah, yeah. That's then there's right. the electric voting system as well, which oh, seemed yeah. to be compromised. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen that. Um, there's a documentary called Two Thousand Mules, and that actually shows video evidence of um, paid actors going to um, uh, you know, U.S. mail boxes and throwing in, like you know, I'm talking about oh, yeah. you know, th- massively thick yes. uh, postal votes, Just a thousand postal votes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, and and that included people that who were deceased, yeah, uh, that had voted already. Um, but this the whole postal voting system, I think, was also compromised. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, that you know, that's if he gets in, what's it going to be due to A or B? Yeah, mate. I think more towards B, I think the American public would vote for him. I think he brings a lot of people together. Because going back to what you said about um, uh, Biden getting so many votes, I think that was a function of people hating Trump so much. I don't think people will have a hatred um, for RFK because he speaks a lot of what I think is pretty rational, pretty centrist sort of policy. And and he's got the political family. He's got the name. JFK was a hugely popular president. Absolutely. And I think, obviously, he's running um, as, a, as a Democrat because that's his sort of family history. I mean, yeah. you're not going to go against the legacy of your whole family. And, and he describes himself as like a libertarian Democrat. Yeah, but yeah. I think he would actually pull a lot of people from the right, like centrist right people, yeah. towards him as well. Yeah. So I think the American people would vote for him. I think the machinery behind how things work now, whether that's sort of like mainstream media or how the voting system works or whatever, I think is so powerful now. Like you look at his um, his uncle and his um, father, both killed. I don't think they need to assassinate people these days. I think you can just do that electronically. You can just cancel someone. Yeah, yeah. Up to a certain Silence point. Silence them. Yeah, yeah. So I think they'll have a very sophisticated, uh, uh, what's the word? Like campaign that they'll run against him, and I think they'll just be able to nullify him. Yeah, pretty easily. There is another runner, isn't there, in the Democratic Party? It's a, it's a, a lady. Uh, I can't remember her name, but I did listen to her on a podcast. It might have been Tulsi Gabbard. Right, it wasn't Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> I think it was on Russell Brand, and he interviewed her, and she's quite a spiritual sort of lady. And oh, yeah? I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but uh, she seems really well grounded mm. and like you know not 
as an extreme lefty yep. as some of them. So um, it'd be interesting to see what she how she goes. I feel like Democrats will be ready for a change from Biden. Like I think they did vote him in last time because they were so terrified of Trump getting in, and I think that's the, what really motivated a lot of people to yeah. go out and you know possibly do those scam postal votes or whatever. Um, I don't think people will feel that strongly, obviously, about RFK, and obviously he will run as a Democratic nominee if he gets in. The problem is Trump's running again, mm. so. Can you imagine inside the Democratic Party, they must be just like having. Like yeah. fits, oh. yeah. knowing that this dude RFK is part of their party, but speaks a little bit further down the line than what they they espouse. You know, mm-hmm. they they just be, be freaking out. They would be, yeah. sure. and then they like fuck. What do we got to work with? Oh, we got old Joe and Kamala Harris back here. Yeah, like, fuck yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. What do you and reckon, and Joe? Can we get another four years out of you, mate? <laughs> How you going there? And he's winning the popular vote too. Yeah. Okay, wise words from Joe. Off you go, mate. Yeah. <laughs> or, or some of Kamala's great speeches. Hide here in the closet for another time. Is, years. It's time to move on from what we moved on from before during the time when we moved on. <laughs> At a time when things went down that really required we moved on. <laughs> it's just some of her things she says, it's like, what planet is she from? Do you reckon she's just like a really low-functioning android robot? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't quite got the AI worked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like one mind. of those ones on uh, Austin Powers, a spy oh, yeah. who saves me, and she's like, her head like starts to twitch. Yeah, <laughs> the, the fembots. Yeah, the fembots, yeah. <laughs> and they're just going to keep her in place now, and, and part of her dysfunctioning uh, robot party is that laugh. The laugh she has. <laughs> And the problem is, like, that's the team they've got, so they've got to kind of run them again. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. be like, all right, Joe, you've done a good job, but, um, you know, you're out. Yeah. So is that what happens? Uh, um, RFK will have to come up against Biden to get the Democratic Party's nomination? Yeah. Isn't that strange that you could have a Democratic nominee that's not the president? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Or can that actually happen? Don't they select those after a, uh, a debate panel? Don't they get all the, the well, major... They're debating this year. So yeah, Biden I know. And Trump have both said we won't debate. How the fuck can you be like the basically the leader of the you know, free world? Be like, oh, I'm not going to debate. I'm not really going to talk about my policies. Yeah. You just got to like me or not like me. That's what it's come down to, though. It's yeah. a popularity contest. Yeah. It's like well, yeah. a lot of people fucking hate Trump and a lot of people hate Biden. Yeah. It's almost like a race of who you hate least. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And that's isn't that the same with all politicians? Yeah. And I know we've said it before, you don't, you're not voting for the actual person, you're voting for the party and its policies, but you are. But if the they end. don't debate what their fucking policies are, then yeah, it's pretty hard to don't get on board with the policy train, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, crazy. It's a bit like bringing in an act and saying it'll, it'll all work out, just vote for it and then we'll get it in and then we'll sort it out. Hmm. I can think of an act just like that. Yeah, it was on the front page of the paper again today. Was it? So, yeah, I don't know. When's it supposed to come A big in? pro... Big yes, no, big no, yes no, thing? Th- no. They're um. Well, the West Australian. Yeah, would you believe they're uh, saying this is being rushed in, and this is the Cultural Heritage Act we're talking about. We oh, not the voice. No, uh, no, okay, not the voice. Yeah. Sorry, that's, no, uh, no, that's getting heritage. some people's feathers up, as we spoke about yeah. in a previous podcast. We did, it's, yeah. um, it's coming in now, essentially. Mm. Yeah, one July. Um, yeah, but I think Roger Cook, the premier's. Ushering it in, he's saying we're no, backing it in. Very restrictive. Mm. It's extremely restrictive. Yeah, even um, even the West, which is pretty pro this government, 
in Western Australia at the moment is is fighting back, so to speak, which is what you'd hope the media would do. And mm. I guess the the people of Western Australia are saying this is this is a bit strange. This act, yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's all good. It Push sounds it like fucking something that someone's made up. And when I first heard about it, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Mm. I fucking dig four kilos of soil in my backyard whenever I want. Well, but then I thought, oh, I better just qualify this. So I just yeah. quickly uh, went to my high-level, uh, you know, research platform, DuckDuckGo, <laughs> typed in fucking Cultural Heritage Act or whatever, and a, a Sky News uh, article came up, like a video article. I thought, oh, yeah, Sky News, we'll have a listen, and that sounded pretty bad. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I've got to dig a bit deeper here, and I went and read the legislation, and there's some frequently asked questions from, like, the WA, you know, .gov.au website, and it's like, shit, this is real. Well, when you, happening. when you said it in that podcast with us, I was like, bah, come on, mate. That's you Same be, as what I said a couple of weeks before that, man. Like, usually usually you're pretty good is what I was thinking in my head. Yeah. Usually you're pretty good, but you've got this wrong, mate. This cannot it's be right. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit. But yeah, you're spot on. But most people still don't know about it. No. I'm that no. crazy guy that's kind of trying to slip it into conversations here and there just to gauge people's reaction. And everyone's like, what are you Have you about? heard about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. That's a very interesting one. And how restrictive the government is making everything we do these days. It's really difficult to dig a hole in your backyard. I was joking to my missus. We have um, chickens and we free-range our chickens during the day and then at night we lock them up so foxes don't get them. Every now and then, very rarely, one of the birds will die either of natural causes or to get attacked by a hawk or an eagle or a fox will get it. We've got to bury the body. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to bury the bodies quite deep. Otherwise, the fox will come and dig up this yeah. half-decomposed carcass. I'm not going to be allowed to dig a hole now to bury a chicken. Yeah, right. Unless I put in the paperwork. And then yeah. I've got to wait for a yes or no and speak to the, yeah. you know, run it by the elders or whatever they're going to do. Yeah. Mm. Mm. What am I going to do now? Put a dead bird in my bin, sit in my wheelie bin for a week, stinking it up until the poor old uh, driver comes and yeah, yeah. chucks it in the back of his truck. Yeah. It's just a bit weird. Wrap it. Or, or what do you do? You wrap it in some non-biodegradable plastic and put it in your bin because you don't want it to stink. I could give it like a Viking ceremonial death and oh, like yeah. make like a fire bed and burn, burn it. it. That'd be but cool. I'm only allowed to have fires without permits like fucking five months a yeah, year or something. True. So it's a bit tricky. Probably be frowned upon in summer. Yeah. Yeah, what do you do? Well, it's going to get yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's the way of the world, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of distractions, to... though, isn't there? Like, don't you love all the distractions coming up? Like, this whole UFO shit, man. Come on. Do they think we are that fucking stupid? Like, they're even passing through US Parliament now, whatever it is, government, that these companies like Boeing, uh, Raytheon, all they, they have to uh, provide evidence of what they're working on, like uh, retro engineering. UFO, um, uh, like in, in, engineer engines or like um, machinery yeah. or uh, technology. Yeah. So they're running this through Parliament, and then you've got all these people coming forward and saying, "Yeah, look, you know, UFOs—they're they're a real thing," you know. But but has anyone ever showed us the evidence? Like, show me a spaceship. Yeah. Or show me a little alien person that you've dissected back in the sixties and and cryogenically frozen, and then I'll believe it. But don't come up with this bullshit when you've got a, you've got stories like the war in Ukraine, you've got the Hunter Biden uh, drug laptop, whatever he's crimes he's committed, the the, the Chinese um, uh, money laundering thing that he did, the, the threat to that guy, all these things going on. No, let's just chuck them the UFO theory. We'll, we'll throw that out there. It's definitely possible, isn't it? That'll that'll get them off track. Yeah. I, I can't believe people don't see through that. 
I mean, okay, so they're passing that act through US Parliament. Anything they're going to be doing is going to be top secret. So straight up, it's not going to be like they're just going to lay the blueprints down, you know, in Parliament. Be like, oh, here you go, guys. It's super top secret, CIA, Black Op. But, um, yeah, we'll show you right here. We are actually working on aliens because, you know, Parliament said we had to put it down or yeah. Congress. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, come on now. Yeah, so the whole act itself that they're trying to pass through is just cockamamie bullshit. It's just it, – it's nothing. Yeah. It's just a distraction. Yeah. I, I, I punter out there says, well, if it's being passed through Parliament, there must be something behind it. But people want it to be true, me included. Yeah, I don't give a shit eh, about aliens. I just, whatever. I, I, I do want to know before I die. Yeah? Not like someone tell me I'd like to actually see yeah. something that compelled me to think, all right. Yeah, that it was real, that we this, aren't this alone. I'm not talking about something that's in the front page of the paper or a YouTube video or anything because anything you see is obviously, you know, able to be corrupted, but something with my own eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That'd that, be pretty cool. That's what we need. We need some evidence. Show me a little spaceship. Yeah. Show me a man with big eyes and <laughs> little limbs and a big head <laughs> that you've been working on. Yeah. Since, yeah, whatever. But, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, if I, f- I think of alien, te- alien existence in two ways. I think if they are out there, it minimises humanity a little bit. We're not as special as we thought we were. But then if they aren't out there... That's a good point, yeah. I didn't if they aren't out there, it makes us so much more unique. If there's no other... If you think of the whole universe mm. and the only life that exists is what we found, find right here, how beautiful and unique is are humans and animals and plants? I think it'd be a bit of a shame, don't you reckon? What would be? This is it. We've got the infinity of space goes forever. There's countless other solar systems, planets throughout the whole of the many, many universes, and this is fucking it. <laughs> <laughs> but this it's pretty special, though. This is if you think about you know fuck. Aren't it? Mate, have you been down to the shops down at fucking Midland Gate recently? <laughs> We're not that fucking special. Like, yeah, some people are special. There's some amazing humans on Earth, but I think as most a, of us, myself included, I we're think pretty, as a race, pretty we're pretty special. Uh, we, we've we've let we've let ourselves slide a little bit with modern day things that have polluted our our, our health, physically and mentally. But I think overall, humans are a pretty unique race. Like when it comes down to it, humans will care for other humans. Sometimes. Mm. Mm. And humans are more good than bad. Yeah, on balance, yeah, I'd say that's probably true. Have have you heard the um, theory that let's assume that aliens are real and that they do visit our planet? Have you heard the theory that they're not here to visit us? Ooh, what are they here for? Like they might be here talking to whales or... You know, we're all like, yeah, we're the fucking alpha dogs of the planet and we're the most knowledgeable fucking carriers of intelligence and truth. And there's some people who are like, maybe they don't give two fucks about us and they think we're yeah. a bunch of mouth breathers. Maybe they're here talking to whales or yeah. some other animal that we're not aware of. Yeah, and mate. we are just so arrogant that we have worked out, yet they can't talk or communicate. Like they talk about whales and their song and how they're communicating via song and that some of their sound waves can travel, you know, literally across vast oceans. Yeah. It's like, maybe we're not the cleverest. Yeah. I wonder why that's why the spaceships are in the deepest of, of the oceans. Yeah. I mean, it makes a good little, just knocks you off your perch for a minute, doesn't it? Doesn't it? it? You go, oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe, you never we know. are insignificant. 
Yeah, maybe. Mm, okay. Maybe they're going, oh, yeah, we'll go to Earth and talk to those amazing whales, but oh, fuck, those humans are going to be there and we have to fucking freak a few of them out. And yeah. Like, look, maybe, why don't we maybe just probe a couple of them? Yeah, why don't, we, yeah. <laughs> why don't we just like uh, transform a few up to our spaceship and shove some stuff up their ass and just um, <laughs> make them think it was a dream? Yeah, that's mm. it. Yeah, fuck with their minds a bit. <laughs> and then they'll come back down, and everyone will say, You fucking crazy conspiracy theorist. That's and then right. everyone will get stuck into them, and yep. then they'll be ostracized, and it'll yeah. be game over. So, yeah, those aliens yeah, are pretty clever, smart. Man. Yeah. Maybe we just like the Truman Show. You know that Jim Carrey <laughs> show, and they're just watching us, yeah. just like, it's like, well, look at what these well, what if, are doing. What if they've assumed um, a human body and they're walking around amongst us Ooh, in yeah, in leadership yeah. roles in the world, or that's some David Ike shit right there in just uh, everyday life? So, yeah. say you're catching the train, yep. and you're sitting there, whatever, and there's an actual alien on there, and he's just taking notes. Could be like a spy. Yeah, he's just thinking. Uh, day 554 uh, on um, transportation vessel to large city area. Uh, human beings have um, hope they're on the confined, them, confined themselves the into a very line. tight space and seem to be breathing on each other. <laughs> there are some wearing a mask. Uh, very, very strange. I uh, can't re- wait to return home to normal, yeah. normal life on planet. <laughs> Would be easy to. <laughs> Would be easy to take over this planet. <laughs> it would be. Hey, everyone's got their head stuck in their phone or up their own asses. It'd be so easy to take it over. Yeah, crazy. Have you seen those um, those uh, like technological um, 3D things? Like, there's a the classic whale that comes out of the school gymnasium. Um, the the hologram hologram. Uh, images. Oh, yes. Have you seen those? A little bit. Yeah, sort of. I know what you're talking about. Man, yeah. you see, have you seen the whale that comes out of the school gym floor? Really, it's, no. It looks like a real, like a whale comes out of the floor and like splashes back into the floor. It is so mm. real. They reckon that that is going to be used to convince the world that there are aliens. And that's why maybe the government are coming out with all this, oh yeah, aliens are for real. Because what they, they will then do is they'll use this 3D technology, this imagery, to project a spaceship in space, it will look so uh, in the sky. It will look so real mm. that everyone, one of us, will go fuck. Have a look at this. We're getting invaded. We need to comply what the government's military, like yeah, yeah. martial law, is telling us. We've got to do this and that. We'd be very compliant in WA. Oh, yep, yep. No, we'll do oh. it, say. Yeah. Imagine the whole human race <laughs> fearful of an alien invasion. Muskets in it and shit, and yeah. fucking South Carolina. Yeah. Everything we Get fire at it gun. doesn't really do anything. <laughs> it's because it's an image. It's Get going. my cannon. It's going right through. Yeah, it's going right through. That's the that's the conspiracy theory behind all that. Well, mate, that's crazy. That technology shit. We're there now in terms of like they can make videos. Yeah, that, that isn't would, that crazy? They could make a video that you would not be able to tell the difference of. That would be Joe Biden standing up on stage saying, "We are going to war with Russia. We yeah. are going to launch yeah. nuclear missiles." Like that. That technology now is that good? That is so scary. That, that one. They can now yeah. do the voice. They can do the body, the whole thing. Yep. Um, and you're not going to be able to perceive the difference. So if you see something on your phone, on TV, you hear audio, like all of that stuff is now corruptible to the point where the average person can't tell. Yep. And even probably more advanced, you know, person with some technology probably can't even tell. Like yeah. So chuck fucking holograms and stuff onto the top of that. We're almost getting to a point now with like AI and other shit happening where it's like if you don't see something with your own eyeballs, it's 
it's up for debate whether that's or not right. it's happening. That's right. Like, okay, I jump on my phone, I wake up this morning, I jump on my phone, I go, all right, I might Google Russia-Ukraine. I didn't because I don't give a fuck. But if I did, <laughs> anything I read, I can't fucking verify it. Oh, yeah, they were on an offensive. Uh, yeah, they're fighting for fucking Donetsk and this has happened. It's like, I don't know any of that's true. I don't even know that they're at war. I don't have any objective measure to know that there's a war in the Russia and, Russia and Ukraine. I'm not saying there isn't. I believe there is. But my point is they could just write that and I have to believe it. Yeah. They can run reels on, on TV or, or media screens looking like there's a war. Yeah. But there might not be one. And I'm not no. – yeah, I know there is one. Yeah. But they could – this is what their – the ability is to create yes. imagery. That, that was my point, yeah. Mm. Yeah. We've got the ability now really to create any narrative because that, that we want. And that's what uh, they're, they're concerned about now. They want to bring in laws where that AI capability can't be used um, because they're fearful that it can be used against uh, just in, within public. So your, your voice can be recorded when you speak on your phone and then a hacker can use your voice yeah. to ring up someone, yep. uh, say ring up your bank and say, oh, I want to oh, come in and pick up uh, $3,000 in the next couple of days. Uh-huh. You go in there, you pick it up, or, or possibly even threaten someone of your family, like, oh, hi, it's uh, Daddy. Do you want to come and meet me here, blah, blah, blah? And uh, they do because it's your voice. Yeah, There's uh, that one going around on um, Telegram now, so slightly less advanced but the same thing, where they'll hack into your Telegram account, and this has happened to a guy that you guys both know as well, and on the Telegram account... Um, it will send a message to your mum from your account saying, mum, I'm really stuck. Um, I've, I've gone somewhere. I've lost all my credit cards. I'm cooked. Uh, I'm with this guy. Can you just send like 500 bucks here? I'm really in the shit. Yeah. And like, wow. if you're not thinking and you're an elderly mum and you get a message on Telegram that says from, you know, yeah, yeah Brewster, so, whatever, yeah. a lot of people would get dragged into that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Imagine when you take that next step, like you're talking about, and like they pick up the phone and it's your voice. Yeah. Mum, I'm really fucked. I've broken down on the side of the road. Um, I really need you to wire some money through to this because I'm stuck and I'm in a real fuck. Yeah. You know? Like shit's going to get pretty real. Yeah. Um, in all facets of like scamming and yeah, it's going to be a world <coughs> it's going to, yeah, going to have to be really careful about who you trust. Yeah. And what, I, what information you trust. And I guess when there. people um, think about AI, they're just thinking about how computers and artificial intelligence will serve humanity and mm. you know possibly take our jobs and, and whatever. But I don't think they're thinking about that side of it. I don't think they're thinking about how it can be used like imagery to project something that's happening that isn't real. Yeah. Uh, even to affect you personally. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think people are really considering that impact of AI. Yeah. It's pretty hectic. So what, what sort of jobs you reckon are going to get um, – sort of obsolete once AI becomes such a point where... Mate, most of them. Like if you're a TV presenter, that's an extreme example. Like eventually they won't need you. Yeah. They'll be able to create a projection of someone who never has a yeah. mistake, never has a sick day, yeah. never gets COVID. Doesn't need makeup. Says the wrong thing, says exactly what too, you isn't it? want. Yeah, well, how, but what, it'll be a thing. What do we do in society then? I mean, yeah. anyone that works yeah. in an office, Surely. any office-based job, automated... Yeah, yeah. You work in a supermarket, check out chicks, automated. You could even have a Second school teacher, automated. right? We, we talked about in our schooling and yep. education episode how mm-hmm. schools are becoming um, indoctrinated with ideolo- ideolo- ideologies. Mm-hmm. You could even have a computer-generated image of a teacher at the front of a classroom yep. rattling off rhetoric that you want them to hear. Yep. It's not a, a, a person speaking with yep. emotions, blah, blah, blah. It's a, an image of a person. Maybe it is a person, mate. Go forward another 10, 15, 20 years. 
you look at like technology of like have you seen those Boston Dynamics robots, the military robots? Yeah. That those crazy things are terrifying. Yeah. But I mean you can see what they can do. They can run, jump, shoot, you know, climb up complex things. It's not a huge stretch to say like, well, yep, um, we could make something that doesn't do all that stuff, but it stands up, it's in the form of a human, wears clothes, has a face. Like that um What's that movie with the Ex Machina? Ex Machina. That's a great movie. Killer I movie. love that movie. Loved it. Yeah, real good. But she's hot too. Oh, super hot. I don't know what the actress' name is, but she's been in a few things since. Yeah, but like, it's not that much of a stretch to be like, we will probably be there in, let's say, the next 10, 20, 30 yeah. years where they could easily, in, inexpensively make that. Yeah. And then you've got something that, again, never has a sick day, doesn't have human emotions, doesn't need to be managed for its, uh, you know, efficiency or knowledge yeah, or anything like you. that. Then kills you. <laughs> you saw what happened in X Machina. They get you every time. But why? Yeah. I don't understand why they. Why would they kill us? We're not needed. Well, they could say say already like humans. We consider ourselves a virus on Earth. Let's say Paras- we make parasite. a parasite. <laughs> let, let, let's say yeah. we make artificial intelligence, and then you start getting some scientists who implant that that mentality into the artificial intelligence. So the artificial intelligence then assumes that humans are a parasite or a virus. And so the, the common computer algorithm there says viruses and plagues must be exterminated. So oh, yeah. let's exterminate oh, this virus, this plague that's on the earth. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay, and then it yeah. does so by means of, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know how it would do it. Maybe you'd get a Terminator from the future or something. Maybe Arnie would come in and... I mean, maybe like maybe uh, judgment day. we've got this big rich versus poor divide. Like maybe you're a real rich dude, you're a Rothschild or something like that. You go, well, the world's pretty fucked with like 7 billion people on it, but we're probably pretty good with 500 million. So maybe we'll just take out the trash and do a bit yeah. of cleaning and we've got our army of robots to yeah. service all our needs. Yeah. We'll keep a few people on the earth to keep things interesting and whatever. And uh, the rest of them will just... Oh, I mean, it's fucking pretty out there shit, isn't it? But, like, it's well, interesting just to talk about it just from a purely theoretical point of view. I don't think it's anything yeah, we need to be too worried about. The future is happening fast, man. The future is happening fast. Yeah, well, it's happening faster and faster. What's that law where, like, technology moves exponentially? So, like... Uh, doubles every year or something. Doubles every year or something yeah. like that. So, you know, you look at, like, the exponentiality of how it goes. Yeah. You know, it starts out very flat and then we taper and then it's just, like, fucking... And it yeah. just goes crazy where like they reckon a few years until AI will be able to do stuff we can't understand. Yeah. And then, yeah. We, and then we don't know what it's doing. Yeah. yeah. It's just programming itself in ways that we don't understand. And you go, oh. Super scary. Is that a problem? I don't know. Mm. I feel like it could be a problem. Yeah. I'm not qualified to say whether it is or isn't. But I just think from you're a layman, qualified enough. No, well, I mean, as a layman, like I have no computer science background, but I go, well, to me, that sounds like it could yeah, be a drama. And, and I mean, like you say, they're probably super clever, the people that are developing these things, and maybe they build in redundancies that make that not happen. Yeah. But maybe they don't, and we all die. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no, I've got nothing wrong with technology and all these awesome things that it can bring. I just, uh, I just don't want it to be used against us. I just don't want. Yeah. Ah, uh, bad dudes getting a hold of technology for the oh, for the ill of mankind. Worst, man. Hate bad dudes. Yeah, yeah I don't suck. like bad dudes, but I, you know, I just want I just want technology to be used for the benefit of mankind. You know, yeah. like like say Elon Musk, Elon Musk the other day, I heard him on Zuby. He was talking about um, the Neuralink thing, 
And Zuby posed a question, which is a fair enough question, that that scares the fuck out of people. This yep. little chip in your brain that can help you like function motor neurons and, and, and function limbs that aren't working, potentially even help you communicate with someone else telepathi- telepathically, mm. someone else with a Neuralink. Yep. Now, that's scary shit. But then Elon says, yeah, but that's just the negative side of it. Think of what was designed for was to help those people with paraplegia or quadriplegia or, or, uh-huh. or some sort of mental um, incapacity to, to, to work again. To yeah. possibly function, he, he what's that? The guy, the 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 really smart guy in the wheelchair, um, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. He said, "Imagine that guy who had a Neuralink in his brain could function in a normal capacity. Mm. Imagine how the benefit to mankind that would be." Yeah. So there's all these positive sides of things, but we always sort of err to, and I guess that's just human nature. We we are designed to err to the negative because that's our our go-to for safety and 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 being aware, you know. Yeah, we, yeah. We always go to the fearful, the bad side to protect ourselves, don't we? Oh, yeah, most definitely. But there is, there's definitely stuff is definitely ramping up. Mm. I mean, I, I've said it before. I sound like such an old dude now, but I'm like, we had everything we needed in the '90s. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Back yeah. to the '90s. We love. I had the 90s. a very basic mobile phone. <laughs> yeah, it could text. Yeah, but that's it. In yeah. the '90s. The Nokia, yeah, yeah I was doing the Nokia's text. mate. The Nokia flip phone. You had a phone in the nineties, late nineties. What are you like, Bill Gates? Let me, let me think back here. Yeah, I reckon ninety. Yeah, late nineties. I reckon ninety eight, ninety nine. I got my first phone. It's probably an, oh, no, earlier than that. I got my first phone was an analog. That would have been like ninety four, ninety five. I reckon. Really? Yeah. Fuck money, man. Wow, you were um, a tech guru, man. I reckon. I had a part time job, made about yeah. fifty bucks a week. Yeah. Boom, mobile phone. I didn't have a mobile till about two thousand and eight. Yeah. What the fuck were you 2008? doing? 2008? Yeah, no, I was in 2008. No. It would have been early 2000s, man. I, I got mine early 2000s. Years after you I finished was, high school. Yeah, I didn't want one. I was wow. like, I don't want people to contact me. Yeah, cool. That's good. I reckon I got I my first uh, when smartphone I lived in, England in like uh, 2003. I reckon I, I got, got rid of it. You're obviously ahead of the curve though, Smithy. Mm. Maybe it was just, I was growing up in Melbourne. Maybe it was different. Yeah. We'll be backward here in phone. WA. Yeah, we're 20 years behind, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, WA, wait a while. Yeah. But like I had everything I needed in the 90s. Mm. Really That's a did. great point. Good music. I could communicate with people, but it wasn't. It didn't ruin your life. Where like Good I was fashion. looking around work the other day, and everyone's sitting around the table, and every motherfucker, myself included, is just sitting there on their phone. I don't know what the fuck we're all doing, but nothing important. No. Yeah. What are we doing here? We're not communicating or talking. Anymore. No, that's and that's, that's, that's um, a great observation, and I notice the same thing uh, in those those situations yeah. as well. I think it's really sad because we're missing out on some possibly in-depth communication with other people. I think like we can't have any downtime. Nah. No. Nah. Every like moment of your day something. needs to be filled. Yeah. There's no just sitting there and thinking. Yeah. Even like cementing memories. Like I swear our memory's getting worse because we're not sitting there thinking about what we've just spoken about. Yeah. Right. Always just looking for the next conquest. What's mm. on my phone? What can I flip onto? Yeah. Fuck, better check my emails again or mm. whatever people do. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like the 90s we had it made. The so 90s were a good, fun man. Decade. Fucking music was killer. Yeah. Grunge come Grunge. in. Grunge. It's back to the fashion. <coughs> Kids are yeah. wearing the 90s gear now. Yeah. Yep. 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 I know some guys are wearing those fur denim jackets now. What, a, oh, what yeah. legends love those things. Be, eh? Legends. When I travelled around Europe, I travelled around Europe in the US in, that, in the early 90s in one of those, a denim jacket with a fleece line. I threw mm. it out. Why would you throw out a good fur? I paid a fortune for that thing back oh, in the yeah. day. Fortune. Yeah. They're yep. back. They're back in fashion. Yeah. Back. 
I don't know about the 80s fashion coming back. The 80s fashion, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty dicey. Yeah, big decade. shoulder pads and little neon, like, music, neon music shit. was weird too. Oh, the music, mate, was That was good, but it was weird. Awesome. It was weird. That yeah, was, yeah. I, I, I thought the music in the 80s was unbelievable. Glam rock, hair metal. Yeah. A lot of big shit. personalities. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's some classic songs from the 80s, man. Mm. Do you reckon that decade will be remembered for music though when you got like you got like the sixties and I think so. I, I think um I think a lot of music today bounces back to the eighties the eighties sound. Yeah. yeah. I mean I'm not taking uh, the sixties. I mean I even love the fifties. I've got a um, yeah. a playlist on my phone of parties party music fifties. Yep. And I, I I sometimes prepare dinner to it. I love it. It's yep. such a good such a good vibe and really cool. Yep. But pump along songs, you know. Sixties yep. um, are awesome. I'm not a, not a really a big fan of the seventies. Seventies lost its way a bit, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. not as good as the sixties. The eighties really come back with the, the glam rock, but also the, the just that um, pop music, pop rock. Had some good metal in the eighties. Yeah, had some yep. great metal in the eighties. Yep. yep. Uh, then the nineties was awesome, and then I I don't think beyond the two thousands I paid much attention to it. I was always just as I grew older, That's always reflected back yep. to the eighties and nineties. I'll tell you why the 90s killed it, because like uh, electronic music really came out as well, like all the sampling and all the techno and dance music and stuff, like a whole whole new style of music came out. Like it it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Like we still had grunge and, you know, your Nirvanas and your Pearl Jams and all your iconic bands doing doing their thing. But yeah, you had your hip hop and your techno and all your, you know, well, not so much R&B, I guess it was a little bit, but all your different styles of music. R&B had, yeah, Bone Thugs and Harmony, you know, those ones. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. It's it was pretty cool. Bring yeah. back the 90s. Yeah. Someone said to me tomorrow, you can flick a switch and live in the 90s. I'll be like, fucking, I'm there. As long yeah. as I take my family with me. Yeah. Yeah, I would, eh? Yeah. yeah. It was a very innocent time. It was. Well, think about the 80s, man. The 80s was, was more innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, from my perspective, I was a teenager in the 80s, but I guess... You know, in the 80s, Ronald Reagan administration and bringing down the wall and all this shit yeah. that went behind uh, that that's led to where we are today. Um, yeah, the 80s and do 90s reckon, were innocent. Do you reckon our parents are say, would say the same thing? Oh, I'll take me back. Oh, yeah. The 90s are terrible, mate. I hear my parents talk to Super their friends Nin- about that Super shit. Super Nintendo and they, they reminisce and this about Pearl Jam and clubs they went to in the 60s and shit. And I'm like, I yeah. get it. I understand that now that I'm older. Yeah, mm. yeah. When I was mm. younger, I sort of laughed and be like, oh, you you know. Silly old fools now, I'm like, I'm doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think you're probably, as an older <coughs> gentleman, you probably, hey, hey, you're hey, probably hey. stuck in that hey. era that you were cool. And I reckon that happened to my old man. You know, like he got stuck in the 70s when he was cool, you know, with the big mm. hair and the listening to disco and <laughs> that kind of yeah. shit. You know, yeah. With Zeppelin and, and then they, that was cool. And then they get to you like in the 2000s. I don't want anything to do with the 2000s like that. That was too old. Yeah, I guess I guess that the difference is the simplicity of life, and I think in those yep. those periods, life was simple. Yep. Yeah, there was no complicated. But that's what I mean. Like uh, our uh, our parents saying that about yeah the seventies and then the fifties. Oh, it was simple times back then. So back in when in our twenty seventy, our kids are gonna look back and go, "Gee, those twenty twenties were great times." Yeah. Remember yep. we could just sit in oh, our yeah. phone. Remember we could just sit in our phone all day and look at TikToks? Yeah. That was a great day. Before we all had a chip in our brain and we downloaded yeah. data yeah. telepathically yeah. and remember that pandemic into the cloud. Me back to yeah. That. I remember going out with a, a boy, I had a boyfriend or a girlfriend who was a human 
Uh, I really remember those days. They were really good. Like good the, the, the soft touch of human skin. Yeah, that was yeah. weird. Yeah, because yeah. you had to like balance yeah. each other's feelings and emotions and shit. Yeah. And now, um, other. now my uh, my Android girl over here. Hey, sit down. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Plug yourself back in. <laughs> Sorry, master. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a blowjob? I'd be like that fucking ready, ready <laughs> player one. Good times. Yeah, I don't know. Man. Times are a changing. Sure. Are. You just got to adapt. You know, you, mm. as I get older, I just sort of think that, yeah, you can get down with the woes of shit that's changing, but, or you can just be aware of them and just adapt as they come. Yeah. And prepare yourself for that adaption. I mean, also, it occurs to me that I can live a lifestyle like I'm in the 90s. I choose not to. So that that's a reflection on yes, me, right? Yes. I don't have to carry a fucking smartphone. I can go back and get a yeah one of those Nokia dumb phones. Yeah. I don't have to get home every night and watch Netflix, or I can choose to just sit and think and yeah, put a candle on and yeah. Oh, where are the candlelight in the nineties? But <laughs> <laughs> we got electricity a couple of years yeah. back. <laughs> you get your, your tape deck, get your CD yeah, player out, yeah, listen to a couple up, of CDs, make a couple of mixtapes off the radio. Yeah, and shit. hopefully I, the bloody DJ doesn't talk in the middle of it and yeah. ruin your tape. I found my tapes the other day and oh, I really sat rad. down and listened to uh, Soundgarden, Super Unknown. Oh. And, uh, Awesome. That's a great album. Yeah. Such a good album. Yeah. I watched, uh, there was a show where, uh, with my daughter, the the daughter lost her father and found this mixtape and my daughter was all over, cassettes, I want to get a cassette. And now oh, yeah. you can actually buy them. People mm. are back, they're kind of coming back into fashion. Like vinyl was for us. Yeah. And still is. Yeah. Sort of like in fashion after. Vinyl's real big, hey. People are right into vinyl. I remember yeah. as a kid, my dad had this awesome stack of vinyl. All the Imagine iconic. you'd stolen it back then. I did worse than that. Oh, he used to sit out in the shed it. and he had all these, like, you know, early 60s and 70s pressings, like Beatles, Beach Zeppelin, Boys, it, yeah. Zeppelin, all the good stuff, right? Just smashed them all up, used them as Frisbees. Oh. Fully just fucked them up. Bullshit. Nah, true story. You Frisbeed some Zeppelin. Oh, all oh, of it, mate. Man. Wow. Yeah, real bad. No. People no. didn't give them any value, like in the 80s. No, you, yeah. Like, look at this piece right. of shit. Yeah. What am I going to do with these? We've got cassettes now. Look how small they are. I've got a cassette. I've got a radio. What do I need vinyl CDs for? CDs are coming. Smashed them. Uh, what can oh. you play your cassettes on, though? Do they do they still come out with um, tape deck? I've still got a tape things? deck, yeah. You'd be yeah. able to buy yeah. one, wouldn't you? Yeah. You reckon? Yeah. I guess so. Well, I guess you could buy vinyl players, so surely you yeah. could play a, a tape. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go out and search one out. Yeah. We pay a big, big dollars for vinyl these days. Not cheap, yeah. yeah. Especially if you want like original shit. Mm. My daughter's uh, got a friend whose father is well into his music, and he's got a whole wall of um, uh, vinyl co- covers, album covers. Oh yeah, and it looks unbelievable. Like all your yeah, iconic, yeah. like a bit of artwork kind of, like you know, yeah, your Pink Floyd, yeah. um, Dark Side of the Moon sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, Nirvana, little boy in the pool, little yeah. baby in the pool with yep. his with his dick chasing the, the dollar. London Calling with that one. He's smashing his guitar. That was iconic. That yes. One. Yeah. yeah, that's a great... A few good album covers out there, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good little thing to have a look at and just talk about, eh? Can mm. you Google some, like... Um, well, let's do a pod on... On a computer, on, uh, Jamie? Yeah. We'll do a music pod, let's I reckon. Yeah. Pod. We should do a music pod, but actually include some little, like, 15 or 20 second clips of just the absolute rocking out part of the songs. Are you allowed to do that? To really get... Oh. All right. I think... I'll have to look it up, but I think you can do 10 seconds I think you can do, like, fair yeah. use... Yeah. Or something like that. I can play a game. You play 10 seconds, you've got to guess the video. 
Yeah. Guess the, guess the. I did that at work about a year ago. I was sitting down with two blokes and we started talking about music and we just started talking about different songs. We crapped on for about two hours. We were talking about sort of mostly 90s, early 2000s genre. It was a cracking yeah. session, just sitting at work, talking shit about music. Yeah. And it really took you down memory lane because those guys were sort of pulling out some stuff and making you remember shit that maybe you hadn't thought about. It wasn't on your radar, but you were sort of yeah. remembering it. it was, yeah, it was... Yeah, music, music, is, music brings people together, mate. Oh, I love music. Music, music is so powerful. I always try to have on in my house all the time because yeah. I just think it's um, it, it it exposes my kids to music that I love. It it yep. It can create emotions as well. It can create an emotional state for you, yep. uh, depending on what music you're listening to. But speaking of album album covers, is it Megadeth that use the um? Eddie the the skull the skeleton? Is it Megadeth? Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden's albums would have to be some of the most such well-designed, creative album covers, and they use that uh, skeleton head. Yeah. yeah, some of them. That, that one where he's the half skeleton, he's in his spine, oh, sort of yeah. sticking out below, and he's and he's like um, holding some stuff in his hand. They're, they're they're cool. Yeah, music's yeah, music's yeah. On, a, on a different level. Yeah, let's do a whole pot on that. I remember reading a comment one time. I think I've said this before on this show, but sometimes I like to go on YouTube and um, sometimes I watch songs on YouTube because I like to look at the clips from back in the day. Some of the 90s and 80s um, film clips to the songs were killer. Yeah. So I love to go on because you can actually get on um, YouTube and or other streaming platforms and watch, you know, the, the track and the song. So, yeah. But sometimes I like to read the comments down below just to see what people are saying about it. Sometimes you read a killer comment. And I remember this comment. And it just resonates so strongly with me. Someone just wrote, music is a time machine. Oh, wow. And it 100% is. Because if you listen to a song you haven't heard from like your prime of your life days and you listen to it and immerse yourself in that, you're back there. Yeah. You're back in totally that Totally agree, time. Smitty. Totally agree. You're right, yeah. Have you seen that footage of people really messed up with um, Alzheimer's dementia and stuff like that? Just cooked like they're in the final stages of they're just gaga sitting there just fully out of it. And then uh, you can watch video footage of this, and then they find out like what their favourite songs were from back in the day from family members, and they play a song, and for a moment these people just kind of snap out of it, wow, and become verbal again and talk for a little bit. That's crazy. It's eh? like it's just fired some like some neuronal neurons, pathways yeah. in their brain that have been long asleep, but are still there. I don't know, just something about music is so powerful. That yeah. sort of, I mean, we've listened to music for thousands of years, right? As tribal people, we've done drumming and singing and, yeah. you know, ceremonial stuff. I think we're wired to, like, accept music on a different level. Yeah. Ancestral man would have had music around the campfire for Mate, sure. 100%. Yeah. Yep. They would have integrated stories into it. They would have uh, singing, singing. So they passed you know, down celebration. Yeah. yeah, traditions. Do you remember back in the day, and this was the beauty of it. You would go, a new album would come out. You'd go down to the record shop. There used to be a record yeah. shop in your local shopping center. Yep. You'd buy the CD or, or the tape, and you'd go home and you'd listen to the whole album in its entirety. Yep. Listen to the lyrics. Listen to. You'd, that you'd open song up the sheet. cover. Yep. Uh, and sometimes you'd be spewing that there was no lyrics in there. Uh, they'd just be pictures, but. Most often they had lyrics and you'd, yep. you'd read along and you'd, you'd get a, a feel for the album, not just a song. Like So now now we even say like the new Metallica album is out. It's an awesome album. It's fantastic. It? Yeah, cool. But they just come out with one song. Uh, they release that. And then a couple of weeks later, they'll release an, the next song and then yeah. another, uh, another, and then they'll bring out the album. Yeah. 
you sort of, I think you lose a feel for the album. Yeah. You sort of, you're just, you're listening to these singles. Yep. Um, which I guess is probably their, I guess they did that back in the day, didn't they? Remember they used to bring out the little singles? Yeah. And they'd bring yep. out the, the, the first release, one or two singles of an album. Even back in the day of vinyl, they'd bring out little, uh, yes, what little are they called, 45s? 45s, little, little, yeah. Small ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just find that, um, like, I love Fridays because on Spotify I get my release radar and that's oh, yeah. all new songs based on right. my, my likes, yeah. my taste. Get that. How come you're getting that? Don't you get release radar? Nah. Oh, man, you've got to – I've got Spotify Premium. Give me my fucking radar. radar. You've got to have release radar, surely. Right. And I look forward to every Friday listening, finding some new music. And right. I often get quite disappointed because there's oh, just yeah. shit. Yeah. And <laughs> although when the new uh, Metallica uh, single dropped, uh, I was pumped and I could I could see what was happening. There's going to be a new album come out. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of it now is there's a lot of covers, which I don't mind a good cover mm. of an old classic. But a lot of music, you, you click on, the, you, you play the song and you click on view album mm-hmm. and there's nothing else. It's just that one song. You know, and Timmy Trumpet, he he's got some classics, yeah. love his songs. Yeah. There'll be some. He's got so many awesome songs, but there's not one great album. Yeah, he just brings out singles. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's um, they were good days when you could just buy an album. You know, like I remember my my first album was Irene Cara. Uh, Irene Irene Cara. Cara. I don't know why I bought that. It was vinyl. And it was um I can't remember the song that she had on that album. I don't think anyone can. <laughs> <laughs> she was hot. She maybe the album <laughs> got maybe the album cover got me because she was like on kneeling on the beach in this little sarong thing. Oh, should I have heard of her? I don't, have you heard of it, Smithy? I don't even know who you're talking about. No, no, I haven't. Uh, Irene Cara is uh is it uh, what a feeling? What a feeling? Oh yeah. Is that the fame song? Right. Is that Irene Cara? I think that's Irene Cara. We'll have to Google that. Jamie, can you pull that up? <laughs> My first album was Ghostbusters. Oh, classic soundtrack. <laughs> that was a good soundtrack. Uh, it was. It was. That was on vinyl too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Another good soundtrack back in the day was a Lost Boys. That was oh, cool. Oh, that was a killer movie. Yeah. Flashdance, yeah. David. Flashdance. Yeah. Is that Irene it? Irene Cara. Oh, no, and Fame. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What a feeling. There you go. Jeez. 245 million listens. Wow. There you go. Have a All listen, right. mate. I'm Do yourself of, a favour. Irene Cara. I'm out of the loop, but... Mm. Uh, I had a big poster of Whitney Houston back in my, in my room did. as well. Oh, yeah. I love Whitney Houston. She was beautiful. Pre-Bobby uh, Brown. Pre-Bobby Brown. Yeah. This is like, um, what, no, not what's up to do with that. It was Tina Turner. Rest in peace. Oh. Just died recently, didn't she? Yeah. She was awesome. Tina Turner, she was brilliant. She, she was, was a pretty pipes. iconic 80s... Uh, Man. Sort of... She, she went through with that Ike personality. Yeah. Ike Turner, the way he treated her. Mm. She had a real renaissance, hey, back in the late 80s, early 90s. With Thanks to the NRL. Yeah, and also Thunderdome, <laughs> Mad Max Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. She was in that movie. Yeah. And she came out with that, um, what was that song? Um, we don't need another hero. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, mm. Mel was good. Mel's I, – I saw somewhere about Mel Gibson – a podcast saying, be aware in the next few months to find some anti-Mel Gibson propaganda shit coming out. I've heard this. Because he's about to release, in conjunction with this um, Green Beret guy, a soldier, uh, a four-part documentary on the child sex uh, trafficking trade, Mm. which apparently is worth $32 billion a year or something. 
And so I, I don't know if you recall back in the day when Mel was talking about the dark side of Hollywood. Yep. And he actually, I think he actually did refer to people drinking babies' blood and shit like that. And everyone just said, oh, he's had a meltdown and he's it, yeah. crazy. He's and the media were straight onto it. Yeah. Accused him of being an alcoholic. Um, accused him of anti-Semitism and all this sort of shit and <laughs> said he was a psycho. Mm. And it really affected his career. Oh, big time, yeah. Yeah, but he still he, – because he, this Green Beret guy, he was the one that started looking into Eastern Europe child trafficking and he, and he, and he, re- he expected in his initial investigation to get about 2,000 names. He got about 20,000. Wow. So it became bigger than Ben-Hur. So he then incorporated well, – I think Mel Gibson jumped on board and obviously funded a lot of it. And there's uh, going to be a, a four-part doco come out about it. Isn't it crazy that we still have human trafficking yeah. like in the 21st cent, you know, yeah. today? Yeah. And it's possibly increasing. Like rather than decreasing, it's yeah. not like something that's tapering off that we've nearly got a hold of. Yeah. It's so Seems much to end slavery to and be, code, Yeah. Right? You know, obviously we're not, we're not uh, you know, trafficking people based on ethnicities or, you know, not trafficking black people from Africa or something like that. No, no, we... we Rightly so. But can't be... Now we're trafficking, you know, women whoever. or children or whoever. Like, yeah. It's hectic. Like it you is. You hear about all the fuckery around, like, the Haiti, mm. you know, yeah. disaster and all the high-profile people going over there and kids just getting stolen. And it's like, Jesus Christ, yeah. how can this still happen? Who was yeah. behind that? Who was behind that? Like, what? Oh, how, yeah. How the, did, the, you know? the funding behind that, yeah. Was it? Well, yeah, the, wasn't just, it the, the Clinton Foundation was uh, heavily behind? Mm. It's a conspiracy, David. Come on. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. Hey, uh. What good news is going on in the world, lads? Anyone got any good news shit going on? I was thinking, like, be a good way to. Well, the bombers, are, the bombers are in the eight. <laughs> <laughs> Not for much longer. <laughs> it's cricket season, boys. You guys so. got any just cracking news? Just We won oh. the first test. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Second test started, eh? Yeah. Today, last night, was it? Two days in. Two days in. Wow, this has come out a week and a half. We'll be disillusioned but... with cricket. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've cricket. I'm off it. Oh, 2020 ruined it for me. Yeah. Yeah. You got nah, you know. I, 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 I right grew up in the 80s and that 80s World Series cricket when the windy, the West Indies were such a powerhouse and the Aussies always struggled against them and it was uh, England were good. Um, no, England are never good. No, they were back in the 80s. And some, oh, New Zealand were good. New Zealand and Australia had a good rivalry. It, it, they wore the – New Zealand wore the brown and we wore the canary yellow and – Windy's, goal, Windy's, had the, Windy's had the grey and purple. <laughs> they were great days. And when, like you yeah. say, Smitty, 2020 come in, fastened the, the game. It just, I don't know, I just, there's too much cricket. There's too it's, much it's, cricket. It's death by cricket. Yeah. But also, I don't think I've got the attention span to Are watch you test two haters. Oh, really? Not enough. I don't. Players. I used to sit down and watch a whole test when I was a kid. I mean, obviously, I had the time when you're a kid, you're on summer holidays from school and you got all your tests over summer. I could just sit down and watch whole... This, Old test match. Loved it. Uh, for a cricket lover, this Ashes series is unbelievable. That first test, there's probably – you could list maybe four or five others that were as good as that. It was unbelievable. The Barmy Army in the background, he, screaming all day, trumpets going, chants, getting stuck into the Aussies. You know, there's mouth and mm. on, off on the field, off the field, you know, to come down to the last – Hour of the day, people are up at two thirty in the morning watching it. You know, it was unbelievable. Mm. Oh. I don't think you guys are watching the right stuff. I just over it. Yeah, passed it. Oh, I yeah, love man. I love Test cricket. That's the only yeah. cricket I really enjoy now. Like mm. fifty overs is pretty much dead. They're trying to get rid of that. Yeah, 
Um, that's, a, that's a shame. I used to it like is. a good like, day-nighter. And oh, day-nighters are awesome. Real on a hot summer's night. It was a good sort of length of time, yep. I found. Yeah, on um, a hot summer's night, yeah. you'd have a few beers in the Arvo, yeah, yeah. then you'd have your barbie in the uh, um, changeover between bat and bowl yep. innings, and then you'd go and finish off the, the evening um, in your – Sitting back having a couple of frothies on a nice hot night. Yeah, and if they made 200 off the 50 overs, you'd be going, oh, yeah. what a good score. It's and crazy. Now they're now bashing out 320, yeah. and now you're, now you're less like it. I mean, that's. I don't know. Yeah, but is, is that. It, is it cricket, though? But is that a, des- a design of the equipment? Like, can't the bats thicker and, like, you know. Oh, maybe. The equipment's changed a lot. Maybe it's like every sport. It's become a smash things. and bash game. Yeah, but really. every every sport is doing that. And if you don't do it, you're not moving forward. Like mm. you look at the NBA. Like Ice Cube, he's got his three-on-three three comp, his summer competition. You know, everywhere, the, you know, they're talking about the NFL, or not the NFL, but having a spin-off sort of tag, uh, flag football. I think they call it two-touch in America. Two-touch, two-touch hands is a tackle kind of thing. Every everyone is doing a spin off and if you don't, you you're gonna fall behind. But then how as long as the spin off doesn't impact the original sport, you know, the original like mm. even even Test cricket they've said is under threat. I don't know, I don't think so. I don't in I don't know in what way it could be. It's it's easy. England are playing a really exciting brand of cricket. Yeah. They scored in the first test. 390 and declared and Australia had an hour to bat. Like, I don't know what more you could want. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, can, mate, I, I totally appreciate what you're saying it. and I love that part of cricket. But I'm, what I'm saying is that these people that go down to the Perth Scorchers and watch a game for an hour and a half because they just want a quick fix, they're not your type of people that are going to invest in watching Test cricket. You don't think? You don't think nah. they love both nah. and go, I'm nah. coming to this because this is awesome well, there'd be a few of those, of course. And then there's test cricket, which is traditional. I think a lot of people just go along for the, the bash and crashing because it's only an hour and a half. Like it's watching two different games, really. It is. Yeah, at the moment, the English are playing like it's a 2020 test match. Yeah. And they're scoring at five, six, seven runs and over, doing some crazy fielding, having some crazy crazy fielding setups and having some um, – like Joe Root – former captain came out first ball of the third day tried to flick cummins over the back of the wicketkeeper's head in a test match mm. like what the fuck is going on here I mean, this is crazy of, uh, this I mean, is the exciting days of getting run out when he uh, couldn't even muster up a trot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fat little body you just shut yeah. up <laughs> but are days they of, are they getting told to play that way are they I getting think, yeah, told no look you've, you boys you've got to have to start throwing in a few furfies into this test cricket because we're losing audiences yeah. we need to change oh. the the image of it we need to change I the game know. style are they are they changing fielding rules are, are they doing any of that sort of stuff in test cricket uh, I think it's I think it's um, Brendan McCullum is the England captain former New Zealand he, he was a really good one day play played a lot of test cricket as well but he was kind of the guy that would do that in a game mm-hmm I, th- I think it was one of the World Cup finals. He got out first or second ball of the, the whole thing. You know, he tried hit someone back over their head. You know, that that was how he played, and he's brought that to the English team, and they are now. Yeah, it's it's almost freedom. I remember um, doing a cricket coaching clinic, and I, th- I can't remember who they were talking about, but the 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 mindset of everyone has changed you know it was i think it was justin langer kind of said to one of the players 
if your defense is shit, but why defend? Why don't you just go out there? Because your attacking play is amazing. So go out there and do that. That's what you do well. Attack. I think it was Ashton Turner who is actually the Scorchers captain. And if you watch any of that T20 stuff, he's been amazing. But there he was saying, your defense is no good, so don't defend. Just go out there and tee it up. It's an interesting way to coach, isn't it? Yeah, and that's what McCullum's done to this English side, and they're, they're going well. I think it's good. I like it. Mm. It's exciting. You reckon they've just moved away from that like orthodoxy of what yeah. we decided test cricket had to be 20 That's years right. ago and yeah. now it's more like, well, this is your strength, play to your strength. Yeah, it's or, like, or, you know, this is a more exciting brand or a more yeah. effective brand and they've sort of moved away from that old school, yeah. maybe old school selectors or whatever yeah. and they've Tra- gone, well, Traditional, works. come out, yeah. bat, you, you don't lose, you don't want to lose two wickets in the first session so you yeah. come out and you're none for 40 at lunch which yeah. is two hours of play. Kick and it over England two runs saying, and over or three yeah. runs and over or something boring. Fuck that. Let's just go hard and let's be 200 mm. at lunch. What, what is, does it matter if we're five for 200 mm. as opposed to none for 30 and the day, everything drags out for five days and what if it rains? You know, then they're kind of forcing a result and people are going, whoa, this is cool. Mm. I yeah, don't know. I, I think it's just like everything, like, <laughs> you know, like uh, the food pyramid. You know, you work out, okay, that's not, maybe that's not quite right. That's what they're doing is it's, you know, it's a changing of the guard. Everything doesn't have to be the same because we've done it the same for 40 years. Maybe we think outside the box. Maybe saturated fat isn't so bad for us. Or maybe, you know, maybe high fat, low carb diet is good. Mm. I don't know. Or the the latest one, maybe low carbs. Not that good. Well, funny you say that. Because, that I mean, you know, that's the latest segue. attack and a lot of people sort of coming onto that now is like low carb for a long time is maybe not that good. Yeah. Well, that well, I found a little interesting study during the week. Low carb fasting raise low fat diets lower early risk of death by 30%. So that's the name of it. Sorry, can you read that out again? Say that one yeah. more time. My brain's not working. Yeah. So low carb slash fasting raise low fat Diets lower early risk of death by 30%. So what they're saying in this was if you have a low-carb diet with fasting, it raises your risk of early death by 30%. And if mm. you have low-fat, it lowers your early risk of death by 30%. Low-fat with fasting? No, I didn't say anything about fasting. But the funny thing was that, that got picked up by a lot of media outlets and it was yeah. running around, oh, everyone that's doing this low-carb diet – is, is wrong. It's it's no good. See, we told you we were That's right. That's what I want to ask you. Who says this? Where, where is this from? This was from a... Uh, it is from... Because if anything, it's coming from the mainstream media now. I'm not believing it. Yeah, no, I mean, this is going to be a devil in the detail one where it's like... Aha, there you go, Matthew. You were right onto it. So this was from... Um, I don't know. Jamie, look it up. Jamie, look that up. I'll look. I'll look it up, and I'll let you know. But it like any study, there's devil in the detail, and what sort of fat, you know, were they yeah. consuming, and so you're spot on. Yeah. So I had stuff. a look at it, and if you look into it, it was a real. It was almost dirty keto. Yeah. It was. It was high in vegetable oils. So that stop right there. Yeah. So that um, ratio of omega three and six was right out. Yeah. So you know the. It was a lot of processed foods. And so if you put a low-carb, high-fat, dirty oils, 
dirty fats yep. against a low-fat diet of, you know, because I think uh, I have to look again, but they were talking about salads and, you know, unprocessed stuff. Well, yeah, that's that's going to look better. And if you have that, you're going to take that option. But, yeah, when you look into it, it was a really bad low-carb diet. Yeah. Um, and this is what shits me, mate. Yeah. So there's just one uh, a, t- a headline, right, a title. Uh-huh. People just look at the title these days. Yep. They won't go in what you just did and in depth and have a look at it, the nuts and bolts of it, or even research yeah. it a little bit further. They'll just sp- spurt out this at the, you know, the dinner table or having a beer, yep. a couple of beers with their mates. Oh, did you hear about this? I saw this on the, th- on the internet. Oh, yes, tell me about that. Oh, well, yeah, you know, it's like, just a vibe. It's just, you know, it's just the title just I just saw. It's just yeah. clickbait shit. Yeah. I mean, if any of our listeners out there haven't gone back and listened to our seed oil podcast or researched seed oils or, you know, linoleic acid or anything, go out there and have a look at it because it's real bad news. Yeah. It's, it's one of the worst things you can do yeah. um, to your health. Yeah. So if you've got a study that's looking at um, low carb but obviously high fat and that fat is uh, more linoleic acid, omega-6 containing stuff, Absolutely, you're going to get that result. Absolutely. Like it's proven that it's going to go into your vessel walls, it's going to clog your arteries, it's going to destroy your metabolic health. Um, let's rerun that study, low carb or moderate carb, and let's look at all your, um, you know, better oils. Um, yeah. You're going to get a different outcome. Yeah. 100%. Totally. Like it's so inflammatory, those oils, they're going to destroy your health. Yeah. Doesn't matter what diet you got, doesn't matter if you're low carb, high carb, whatever vegan carnivore if you got high linoleic acid real bad news yeah so it's like you say real it's a um bit of clickbait isn't it yeah you know you've got hardcore really good science that gets done out there and then you've got a lot of shit in between yeah you've got to wade through all the crap to get to something that actually gives you a meaningful result yeah because a lot of it's not meaningful oh no and uh, once again this is uh an observational study, yeah. you know, they do, it, it's objective, objective, subjective. So, you know, like it, it's, it's really, what did you eat? Um, write it all down. So yeah. they, you know, you're relying on the person. So to straight write up, it down. we know that food diaries are notoriously unreliable. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So you got to, you know, you write down, sometimes they don't get everything. It, yeah. it, it might not be that, they're doing it on purpose. What but was your portion things. size? Oh, yeah. I don't know, about uh, 200 grams? Oh, yeah, show me what 200 grams looks like. Oh, yeah. that's actually 500 grams. Mm. Yeah. You know, whatever, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Very hard to do good science with no, uh, you know, sort of confounding uh, variables in there, but yeah. there's definitely still a difference between good science and shit science. Yeah. yeah. And the, the headline will chuck in the keywords, you know, like keto. Yeah. So then when some... When someone goes onto Google and chucks on the, the word keto in there, mm. an article like that, which will which might be given priority above others in the search engine, yeah. uh, and we know the search engines are compromised. That that's yes. become yeah. like even the World Health Organization admitted that they are organised with Google. All the if someone searched, um, what was it like? Um, vaccine hesitancy or something like oh, that, yeah, yeah. you know, or anything that was... Uh, cure cancer. It was it cure cancer, was it? There's yeah, a few things. There was, there was heaps. Yeah. There's multiple yeah. things. Uh, anything that's of, of particular uh, scientific uh, note will be put down the list or even on page two or three, whereas the stuff they want you to see will be on page one. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. No well, one ever goes to the page two or three of the Google search, do they? Mate. It's only page one. 
some of the shit gets buried like page 200. You never find it. Yeah. No one's clicking through 200 pages and exactly. reading each thing and following links. Yeah. One, one thing I have heard about this low carb stuff, I don't know if it's true or not, I hadn't seen enough good quality studies, is a lot of people talking about sort of the metabolic and hormonal damage that some people are doing on very, very low carb, very strict diets with high exercise um, for longer periods of time. Have you, guys, a, have you come a across cortisol spike? Yeah, increase? cortisol spike and some. Um, some other sort of just imbalances in your sort of hormonal and maybe even neurotransmitter yep. type systems. And then also a very big decrease uh, in your like your basal metabolic rate. So you, your body will get used to burning like a lot less, less calories. calories. Yeah. That's cool yeah. if you stay on that for your whole life. But if you come off, it almost ties into that yo-yo dieting sort of practice where yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to eat nothing but fucking salad for like a month. Yeah, sweet, you're going to drop some sweet weight, but yeah. also your metabolism drops right down. And then after that, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm just going to go back to my normal diet and you fucking balloon back up again. It's like, well, it's because you... Well, that was, one of, well, that sort of was one of the things that was the um, the criticism of fasting. And yeah, yeah it, it, and I guess low-carb diet is a little bit like that. But yep. the criticisms of fasting, of the, oh, you're, you're going to go into starvation mode. You're going <laughs> to, yeah. you know, that thing of, well, out. yeah. A, a, have we not, at as modern ancestral man or man not adapted now to that being yeah okay well we don't have those selection pressures we don't have that yep. thing where we're going to be three four days yeah without food yep. we, we've got plentiful supplies of everything yes really are we going to go into starvation mode but chronically maybe chronically low low carb diets and exercising I think with high intensity hard. exercise can be a drama like there's some yeah. people doing some very you know almost no carb like very low carb yeah. high fat yeah. diets and they're doing high intensity yeah, you know guys training for the olympics or some crazy shit like that yeah. I think I think some people maybe not all of them but I think some people yeah. can definitely bump into problems yeah but even if you look at say um Paul Saladino carnival md yeah look at how he's changed over the years yeah. yeah yeah he he did that he did that carnival thing and would have been real low carbohydrate and yep. it, it's now gone well I can't even surf for three hours a day without being out and without yeah, any energy. He's eating, uh, so papaya a, and having bananas and yeah, shit. Yeah, throwing honey in there. Yeah, and all that I mean, kind he's, of he's stuff. eating sort of like a few hundred grams of carbs a day, probably when you look yeah, at some of the stuff yeah. he's having. Yeah. Um, I, I tend to, if I was going to, you know, plant my flag on a diet, I tend to go more towards those centrist type ones, even like an, a healthy, Mediterranean healthy omnivorous sort of diet where yeah. you're Mediterranean, you do eat some carbs. Yeah. I don't know. I think other ones work really well for some people. Yeah. Maybe if you had to choose one for like the entire human race, you might go more towards the middle. Yeah. I think the extremes, you know, I definitely don't support extreme uh, like veganism or, you know, raw food vegans. I don't think that's very good. And yeah, I've tried carnivore for a while and that was okay, but I don't think it's really for, for many people and I don't know how sustainable it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Keto. Yeah. It's just um, got to be quite disciplined, don't you? Yeah. And if you look at ancestrally, maybe keto would have been good during the winter months. You know, yeah. you would have been eating maybe yeah, a, a bit more meat protein. You can't get the berries and the fruits and yep. seeds and whatever it might be. Yeah. So, yeah, you maybe maybe a cyclic yeah, keto cyclic, diet yeah. where you sort of keto in the winter and yeah. you'll you'll have a few more Fruits and honey and stuff Don't during the summer. Don't you reckon like most things doing them cyclical are the best way to do it? Yeah. Cycling yeah. most things is good. Yeah. It's like if you take supplements, you're not going to take a supplement every day of your life. You're going to cycle it. Yeah. Um, you know, guys that do a lot of heavy exercise will go through more intense bouts and then have, you know, some time off or some – Yeah. Everything seems to be cyclical. Like yeah. I don't think there's many things where it's like, yep, just do the same thing every day. Over. There will be some things, but – Yeah. 
Most stuff seems to suit being Cold plunging, cool. you're doing every day, aren't oh, we? Oh, man, I've been doing that every day oh. since our cold plunge uh, podcast. Yeah. Every day except Sunday. Yeah. Sunday's my days off. <coughs> uh, and now it's winter. Jumping in my pool in the morning or at work we've got a, um, like a, a pool that we plunge in and it's fucking freezing. Yeah. How many minutes a week do you reckon you're doing, mate? Like, uh, I do three minutes up. every session, so I'm doing okay. 18 minutes a week. Yeah, cool. Because oh, yeah. mm. I think someone was talking the other day about the science saying if you you need just five between five and eleven minutes total yeah. a week yeah. to okay. get benefits. So you're yeah. definitely well up there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Cool. What five and eleven, uh, five to eleven minimum. Oh, if you're in that range total for a week, that'll be sufficient to get the um, okay. benefits of. Yeah, right. I'm sure more is better. Okay, and I'm sure colder is better. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the colder the water is, the less time you have to spend. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I, my pool's about nine, ten degrees, uh, and I'm managing cold three enough. minutes. It's cold enough, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, t- it takes my breath away when I put my head under. Yeah, they did say in one one thing that I was reading that it can become addictive. Yeah, like it's a bit of a drug. It's a because you get the dopamine hit. Yeah, oh, yeah. And dopamine. You feel rush. fucking amazing yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Eh? When I'm finished, I feel, I am pumped. Yeah. I feel yeah. awesome afterwards, and I feel like I can. I've done that. I've accomplished my yeah. my challenge for the day. It's the first thing I've accomplished. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and I just about that yeah. this morning, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. and your, your skin's numb and burning, and you just feel pumped, you, you, bright red. Do you <laughs> jump in or ease in? Ease in. Yeah, yeah. I can't jump in. Nah. I'm worried I'll have a fucking heart attack or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a bit of a shock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we were talking about the sooner you can get your head in <sighs> under the water, definitely, the better. I reckon. Yeah, because then I think your whole body sort of, because I get the like, like it feels like my brain stem is freezing. Yeah, right. Probably if is. I don't get my head under, yeah. there's this little weird feeling in the back of my neck where I'm I'm like, oh, uh, my body's really cold, but my brain maybe isn't yeah. kind of there yet. I wonder whether like, you've got oh, a little bit of inflammation yeah. there or something, or whether that's an inflammation point. Because I know as soon as I, I, I suffer, go under, it goes away. Yeah, right. And I think it's just it's just not level, if you know what I mean. Gotcha. That part it's of my body is cold. Two, uh, this one's not yeah. so cold, and there's like a differential Ooh. between the temperatures, and I've got to get under. I wonder whether that's got to do with that other thing that you had, um, the uh, uh, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Because that I've was got a, an extra artery feeding my brain. Yeah, <laughs> that's what makes you so clever. Possibly. Yeah. I find that because I get sinus infections all the time and sinus problems that when I do go under, it's like it's someone painful, yeah. about after five, six seconds, it's like a nail being driven in between my eyes. Yeah. And Everyone, I just got to get up. Everyone's got their kryptonite point <laughs> in their body, don't they? Yeah. Everyone's got like a different point. Some people yeah. like, oh, my fingers just hurt. I get really sore forearms. My forearms kill me just around near my elbows. Yeah, right. I ache and I get <laughs> yeah, right. so sore. What, yeah. when you're in cold water? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Real painful just for the first like 60 seconds until yeah. you kind of go numb. Yeah, right. get a real intense deep ache. It's a deep burn. It's a deep burn. I wonder whether that's some sort of inflammation, like a golfer's elbow or something. Mate, like that yeah, you might know, possibly. Yeah, and it just shows I had up. Had, uh, tennis elbow previously. It's wankers both arm. my arms. Yeah, yeah. both arms though. Yeah, <laughs> have a bit of that. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's definitely got its benefits, and I do oh, believe yeah. that the dopamine hit and the hormonal uh, release that you have from it is definitely. Yeah. And I did read a post somewhere that it said that if you do this for Minimum of six months, you'll mm. notice significant changes in your mood and, and your mental, um, emotional well-being. And I, I reckon yeah. I've definitely found that. I reckon, for one of a – pardon the pun, it's chilled me out a little bit in my thought process. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this guy. Uh, <laughs> it has. <laughs> yeah. I, I reckon it's um, – I don't know what it, – it's, it's changed. It makes you happy. It yeah, definitely it's makes definitely you happy changed some ways – I'm, yeah, singing songs and whistling and uh, definitely a mood enhancer. It's bloody euphoric when you get out, isn't it? 
And maybe that's and it's got to be, man. When you, when we say that it's releasing dopamine and other yeah. neurotransmitters, there's got to be some sort yeah. of emotional yeah. benefit to it. And also that mental, mental game of like, I know this is going to be painful. I know this is going to hurt. It's going to be three minutes. I love your idea of putting on a three-minute song. We we're talking about music before. Yeah, that's a really th- good idea. Three-minute yeah. song, you sing through it. I, we and and it's often good to have one that's related. I want to be sedated. You know. I, I can't <laughs> control my fingers. I can't control my toes. You know yeah. that kind of thing, like yeah. the, the lyrics, or you know, yeah. you've got that three-minute playlist that you sent. Yeah, to yeah. We, uh, well, we just did this morning. We had Paranoid from Black Sabbath yeah. uh, this morning, which yeah. is pretty cool. Three Little Birds from uh, Bob Marley's another. What did you one. guys dip this morning? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It was. It was cold. It's, it's, and it's good to do it with someone. I yeah, reckon yeah, I did it yeah. the other morning on my own, and yeah. it's just not as not as good when you do it with someone. We had a little chat. Yeah. This morning about yeah. the mental capacity of you know, and maybe that's why it's so good. You've you've overcome something that you, that you know is painful. And yeah. I know Rogan was talking about it when he was doing it every morning. He felt physically ill. Yeah, well, I do. I do sometimes it. wake up uh, just before I, it's time to wake up, feeling a little bit anxious. Yeah, because I know I have to. I have to do it, yeah. and I feel that anxiety. But then. I walk out with my, my robe on and I'm a towel and I just take off my robe and I'm in the nerd and I just go, let's do it. Yeah. And I just it's a, it's a, you do it. a mental thing you've got to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. And when you make that decision to go, right, we're, we're, I'm doing it. Yep. You, you committed. Just got to do it. Get and now it. I'm starting to feel guilty <laughs> if I don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Get so, addicted. Yeah. That's I right am. Right, yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. Did that article mention any negatives to getting addicted to cold water therapy? Because usually think of addiction as almost a negative sort of. Yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, if we're talking about the positive, because I was thinking about it Tons of coming home this morning. I was like, well, if, if it is addictive, because I feel like I am, I've got to do it. I don't think I'd feel guilty not doing it. I think I really like how it makes me feel yes. afterwards. Yeah. yeah, maybe so that's what I'm getting used to. Yeah. I'm getting used to that. But then, I'm, then my mood is increased. You know, I'm up and about. I, I don't know. Is that a bad thing? It's not. I'm not taking heroin. Ah, you're so leveraging your body's own natural <laughs> like, endogenous. Yeah, and, but but then cool. then again, do you get do do you need to then keep doing it to to get that level? You know, that's what they talk about caffeine. You know, almost you've got to have three cups a day just to be normal. Oh, so you're gonna if you, you don't know, do it, then your mood's gonna be lower, and then when you do yeah, it, that's it, your normal. Yeah, is is Maybe. it? Or I don't know. Or is it? You know, changing Wim, Wim some neural pathways sure or... Yeah. Doesn't seem overly edgy, does he? No. So <laughs> I, I can't see any downsides. It, I can't no. remember reading any, only that it could be addictive and you keep chasing that feeling. I'm like, well, yeah. so be it. I mean, I guess that's like saying someone who's a runner, you know, chasing that runner's high, yeah. that yeah. endorphin yeah. release. Oh, that's, yeah. And that's a thing too. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. definitely. Yeah. The lady that uh, Joe Rogan recently talks about on the latest podcast, I, I can't remember her name, Helen, someone, I think. She... Um, talks oh, uh, the, old dear. the old lady talking yeah. about psychedelics. Yep. Well, she talks about that runner's high is similar to a psychedelic experience. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's some sort of transformation within brain chemi- chemistry that gives people that it's some people get into a zone when they're running and it's like they're in another oh, yeah. sort of like another being or another trans. trans. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's a blood flow thing. Cause she yeah. spoke, I listened to that podcast and she was talking a lot about blood flow. Yep. I wonder if maybe you're running and all the blood's in the big muscles in your legs. I found that really interesting, oh, Smithy. Yeah, like right, She okay, just yeah. reckons being upright animals, that yeah. straight away we are already denying ourselves our brain brain blood flow. Mm. What was this lady's name? 
This sounds interesting. Uh, it's like one, one of Rogan's most recent ones. It's his latest. Okay. It's his latest one. Helen. Bobby, Bobby Jamie. She's she is she's in her eighties, I think. Um, I finished it yet? She was a bit hard to listen to. But Irene Carr. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> her name is. Uh, oh, he's just in Ice Cube. Uh, her name is Amanda Fielding. Amanda Fielding. Not Helen. Okay. No, not Helen. All right, I'm going to have a listen. But to yeah, very interesting about psychedelics, and she's been in and studied them and their benefits for so long, and you know they just they talk oh, so about it's how it's unfortunate that they're illegal because there's such benefits to them, and you know the studies with soldiers with PTSD yeah. and the benefits of that, and it's a real hot uh, topic these days, isn't it? Like it's yeah. a shame, obviously, you know, we can't do it in Australia being illegal and stuff, or, or most of the world, I guess. But it seems like everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Like, when are they just going to drop the hammer and be like, yeah, you can uh, buy a six-pack and, uh, I don't know, some... And get your shrooms psych- with psych- the- Psychedelics down from the local <laughs> store or whatever, like... Well, you know what, I Smitty, know. I reckon... And, and, and Rogan, Rogan says that a lot of the population now are micro-dosing with yeah. some sort of psychedelic and, 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 and experiencing the really? benefits of yeah, them. Right. Uh, but And I guess why they don't want to make it legal is because you could actually eradicate so many mental health conditions by psychedelic controlled use seems like it yeah where the pharmaceutical industry industry are going to lose a lot out on like you know um what are those drugs that people take antidepressants antidepressants anxiety and all that sort of shit imagine the amount of people in the world on antidepressants and all those sort of drugs don't they reckon it's like a reasonably high percentage of the population, I don't know, 30 or 40 or 50% or something? Well, this lady also talks about, James, and this is what you'll find really interesting. She talks about um, uh, THC oil as well. So THC oil, they have experimented on um, uh, people with Parkinson's. And even on the podcast, Joe Rogan brings up this footage of this old fella laying in bed with his Parkinson's and he can't, his whole body's shaking, right? His hands are, are violently shaking. They put a drop of THC oil under his tongue and within minutes, they even, like it's a footage, footage yeah. 39, it takes two minutes or something like that. This guy, his hands and all parts of his body stop shaking and he's just like now sitting like as a normal person. Wow. She also reckons that um, the THC oil has been has shown benefits in uh, with children with aut- autism, right. so severe autism. I have heard they've, that. They've yeah. had experiments where kids, um, like no eye connection, like nonverbal, that sort of thing, have had treatment with THC oil. Um, can, eye connection returns. They start speaking like a normal person. Yeah, it's it's incredible that these these natural medicines yeah are, are kept from us. Yeah. You've got to go finding them. Imagine as a parent having to uh, essentially, like say you had a kid who had crippling, like really bad autism and you saw some improvement if they're using these, uh, what do you say, THC oil or whatever. Yep. I mean, that in Australia, as far as I'm aware, is not legal. I don't think even for that use. So you'd have to essentially make yourself criminal, go on the black market to try and help out your kid. Yeah. yeah. Or do you that other story that they spoke about with the really uh, person crippled by Alzheimer's dementia? Nope. I was in that Rogan podcast and this lady talks about um, this person was really at the end stage of dementia, um, similar to an autism person, like no eye contact, not verbal, just a mess. So I did hear that, yeah. And yeah. gave them like a little bit of LSD. Yes. And they came back to like fully conversant, fully with it, yep. get up and about doing things. Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. Like, I mean, I don't yeah. know the nitty gritty of that. Yeah, it was like a 90 year old woman. Yeah. And she was like, you know, fully incapacitated fucked yeah, yeah. and gave yeah. her like a very very small uh, you know i'm not up with dosage of lsd dosing or how it works or anything like that yeah. but and she was up and about a tiny little bit yeah and um wanted to dance yeah up and about doing right? things mm. <laughs> 
Maybe yeah. you go, fuck, they're in their nineties. Just let them have it. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't, know. don't let go the nuts. Woman dance. Yeah, let the woman dance. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it, it does seem like some of this stuff has got a lot of merit, and there seems to be a fair bit of science behind it. Um, there's a lot you know of what, TED mate? talks and stuff out there. I know TED talks aren't exactly the height of scientific uh, accuracy, but there are a lot of interesting talks out there now. Rogan's yeah. done some good podcasts on it. Yeah, but it's just that whole industrialization of of medication, isn't it? Like we, we saw on that pod, uh, that uh, awesome doco, Pandemic Three. Yeah. And he, they explained there where it was J.D. Rockefeller back in the day. The oil. The oil magnate uh, realised that they could make um, medicines or from oil. Petrol, yeah. So he got into the medical industry, like the, the, the academic side of it, and made anything that had been used from a natural source, like herbs, um, any sort of natural plant medicines, mm. as Heretic, hearsay. Yes. What are they like? Just um, crushed it. Crushed it, as yeah. in like um, anyone, anyone proposing this yep. for a medical reason is a, a quack. Yeah. Yeah. And they should be, and so, and a lot of doctors actually did resist it, and were actually imprisoned yeah. for trying to push still the the natural medicine that had been used for for centuries before this. But what happened was this guy controlled the whole medical fraternity, making medicines from oil, which have now made us sicker. Seems that way, doesn't it? But it seems there's an awakening now, an awakening of us going back to this natural herb or plant medicine. Yep. People are starting to realise that, man, these medicines here, these chemical medicines are making us sicker. Yeah. Let's go back to what we used to use. Yep. Well, that's what our family does. Um, we use a lot of, uh, like we use homeopathy. Uh, we use a naturopath. Uh, I've got a Chinese doctor that does a lot of Chinese um, herbs, acupuncture. Wow. There's a lot of really good modalities out there that people don't realise. Like, I don't use a doctor. Yeah. I use a doctor if I need a medical certificate. That's it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If I get, you know, walk out the door and get hit by a... Oh, yeah. Surgery-wise, emergency surgery. Yeah. Emergency medicine is absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I've seen some of that shit up close, and yeah. that's pretty cool stuff. But chronically managing people's, nah. inverted commas, wellness yeah. with um, just more and more pharmaceuticals yeah. doesn't seem to be the way. And you can grow a lot of these um, plant and herb medicines in your backyard. What sort of plants are you talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can, yeah. You can. Absolutely. Like a, a little bit of research. Make, uh, yeah. A lot yeah. of people make tinctures and stuff now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a lot of people are growing um, like uh, lion's mane and reishi and turkey tail and a lot of, um, you know, medicinal, like legal uh, mushrooms and stuff yep. now. That got supposed to Why are those mushrooms legal and, and others aren't? Because uh, are, are they not psychedelic? They're not um, – No, nah, so like I take uh, – Psilocybin. Like, I, I take yeah. like turkey tail and lion's mane and stuff like that and they just, you know, boost your immune systems. Yeah, yeah right. Marco uh, Silent, I think it's called. Right, so microsilin is legal, but psilocybin's not. Yeah, right. I think it's got to do with the chemical components in them. I mean, you know, obviously we're, we're not experts in this field, but imagine if these things like um, you referenced the THC oil for the kid with autism. Um, you know, I spoke briefly about the LSD with the old lady. Um, not so much LSD, but I guess mushrooms. Like, Imagine if these things were the absolute silver bullet that solved a lot of issues that we couldn't solve. But the pharmaceutical industry is not going to have that because you can't patent a natural substance. Yeah. That's right. So it comes from nature. Yep. So they, they, it's going to be in their interest to suppress it, discredit it, um, legislate it so that we're not going to get it. Yep. And then they're probably going to try and make something similar. But it's a real shame if nature has given us already that gift. Yep. Um, but yeah. But it's interesting. We can go against the tide and, and do it ourselves. We can be our own leaders. Mate, then you've got to be a criminal loader, yeah, and you've got to go down the, the dark 
rabbit hole of what's your risk appetite. Mm. Um, we'll have some friends in the know. Yeah, it's just a real shame, isn't it? You know? mm. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. yeah. Interesting, no? We, have we rattled off yeah, for two we've hours? Been, we've been yeah. yapping for a while. Holy dooly. Yeah, nearly. Yep. Yeah. Two hours. Wow. Covered a vast range of topics. I could today. keep on talking. Jeez, we, we have yeah. talked some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just like talking to you guys. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish we, well, I wish we could get some more listeners, though. Yeah. Yeah. Got to pick get that up a there. bit. Yeah. Because mm. we're not, I mean, we're not talking too much shit. Nah. Compared to some podcasts out there, it's a. Quite a professional operation. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> Semi-pro. <laughs> Semi-pro. Semi-pro. Jackie Moon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe we should uh, send our glyphosate and uh, seed oils um, episodes to RFK and see yeah. what he reckons. Well, ask him. Mm. You can only ask, can't you? Because he just done a recent <laughs> one on glyphosate. Yeah, that's a good one too. Really yeah. good one, yeah. Mm. Some very interesting points. Mm. But on that note, yeah. Yeah. Get out there. Yeah. Do your own research. Get yeah. in touch with us. We're on YouTube now. Yeah, Modern jump on. Ancestral Man. Yeah. Instagram. If you jump on YouTube, Twitter. leave a comment. Leave yeah, a comment. please. If it's a bad one. Yeah. yeah. Bag us out. Tell us we're That'd be good. Bag of shit. Click the thumbs up button. Say you like it. Click it. Yep. Yeah. Get on it. Yeah. All right. Good Righto. Good chat. Have a good weekend, right. boys. Chat. Yeah. Might good have stuff. a red wine tonight. Get oh, into it. Mm. Yeah, nice one. Yeah. Organic. Organic. Of course. Mm. Yeah. I've been into the organic reds. Anyway. It's the best way to go. Love you. Yeah. Bye. Right, yeah, guitar. See you. <laughs> you getting them ready? Mm-hmm. Bye-bye.